Welcome to Stepdad Success, turning the tide on the way stepdads are seen and show up in the world. We're a new breed of leaders raising leaders. Blood or no blood, we raise them as our own. We're connected, loving, and committed to leading them into the future. If you asked a normal dad, he'd say we're doing the impossible. He'd say, but they're not yours. How do you do it? Yet every day, stepdads around the world are forging the way. That's what we call stepdad success. We're leaders raising leaders, and these are our stories. G'day, it's James Klobasa here, and welcome to Stepdad Success. We've got another interview today, and we've got Jeff Casebeer on the phone, and he's from Southern California. I'm kind of looking forward to this. I love the Southern, Southern California area, so I'm keen to hear what he's been up to out there. But he's a stepdad. He's got five kids, and he's been a stepdad about a year now, a little bit over a year, so... He has two stepchildren and three of his own, so just a new stepdad, but this is a little bit different today. He's got a bit of a military background, travelled around a lot, and I'm really looking forward to saying g'day. How are you there, Jeff? Good, James. How are you? I'm fantastic, mate. Fantastic. Early morning here in Australia and probably late afternoon there in California. Yeah, we're uh, sitting at one o'clock. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Mate, thanks for jumping on. Um, you know, we, I looked through, you know, some of the questions I had to fill out there and stuff, and I see, yeah, obviously um, you've got a, much of a military background and you've been married um, before, but just give us your your sort of background story just the way you would tell it, uh, if you don't mind. Just let, let us know a little bit about yourself. Okay. I am... Uh... 47 years old. I was born and raised in uh, California. I bounced back and forth between Northern California and Southern California. Uh, I was I was born in Marin, just on the other side of the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco, um, and moved with my family uh, back and forth between Southern California and Northern California. Uh, I'm one of three brothers. Uh, my parents are still married today um, and pretty much had a pretty normal uh, childhood upbringing as far as normalcy goes in the family. Um, after high school, I uh, joined the Marines. I served four years in the United States Marine Corps. Uh, during my four years, uh, I traveled, spent a lot of time in Central America, uh, Panama, Honduras. Um, I got deployed overseas, uh, served in the first Gulf War, um, Southeast Asia, uh, Saudi Arabia and Iraq, um, and did a lot of traveling uh, throughout my career. Um, and I've been to Italy, uh, been to uh, China several times, uh, and some other different parts of the world. Um, and I was married for 16 years before getting divorced, had three with my previous wife. Um, I met my soulmate and the love of my life and my best friend about three years ago. We got married. Um, been married now for just over a year. Um, and with the new marriage, I uh, inherited or married um, 
and the two more children. So between the both of us, we have five children. Uh, the ages range from 20, uh, my, my oldest is going to be 21, so he's a boy. Uh, 17-year-old boy is the next one, and then 14-year-old girl, and then my two uh, stepchildren are um, 10, and he's a boy, and then the youngest girl is 6. Wow, that's and I'm bringing this today. You've got the, the full spread there. Jeff, that um, <laughs> sounds like you've got a, a full household. I'm sure that becomes pretty lively at times. Yes, absolutely. Mate, hey, um, you've obviously you know you served the country and all that. Um, so I would imagine kind of a and you said your upbringing was fairly conventional and you know your parents are still together and um, you know sounds like you've had a fairly stable upbringing. Is it? Much the same in the household at the moment. Are you kind of, you know, you, you see some people in there very disciplined, others not very disciplined. I'd imagine your households kind of run pretty, pretty ship shape. Um, is that the case? And do the do the kids are the kids kind of in on that game? Uh, yes, um, our household. Uh, well, my wife um, Roxanne and I got married, or before we even got married. Um, one of the benefits of getting remarried, in my opinion, is that at the age that I got remarried and we got remarried, um, we knew exactly what we wanted in somebody, we knew exactly what we didn't want in somebody, and we knew how to come out of the gate, so to speak, and, and we wanted to make sure we were laying uh, a successful path for our family from day one. So. We, before we decided to get married, we made sure that we were on the same page as far as our values, our beliefs, um, what we wanted, how we wanted to handle our family and run our household, basically. So, um, with that being said, we're very, um, we both, my wife and I, have similar upbringings and we're both middle children. So, um, we both have the middle children or middle child syndrome, which is, you know, the first one in my experience, the, the oldest usually is a little more entitled. Uh, the, the middle, the next one usually has more pressure because the parents are realizing all the mistakes they made with the first one. So they're putting all of that on the middle one. And then by the time they get to the middle one, the, the younger one gets a lot of freedom that the, the middle one did. So, um, and it seems to be the case in, in both mine and my wife's uh, upbringing, and that leads into we're pretty unified, and we set uh, a, a standard um, of core values within the household, and we share it, and we have it on our wall in our dining room, actually, and, all, and we talk about it over dinner. So our, our our children are pretty aligned as far as, the way and what we expect out of them while they're in our household and while they're out in society. So it kind of takes a lot of the the day-to-day management of the children or the, the disciplining or whatever out of it. It makes it a lot easier because we always revert back to those values. And there it's, it's a constant, it's a visual, and everybody knows basically what, what they're, we expect of them. So yeah, it's been a good tool. Yeah, I was going to say that's really interesting because you don't see that a lot um, 
you don't see it a lot in Australia and you don't see it a lot anymore as far as, you know, that those set of values placed on the wall. Did it, did that come from, you know, where, where did you get that idea and kind of what, what are some of those values that you do have on the wall? Well, one of the, um, the evolution of our family code, um, oh, it, it kind of evolved over, uh, my wife and I's, uh, intentional, uh, education on our own marriage. So we went out seeking from the beginning. We, we realized we had a lot of baggage from our previous marriages. So a lot of trauma, a lot of stuff we were bringing into this new marriage. So we decided through our church, actually, they have a, a men's and women's skills program. And it basically was a, I think 15 weeks of going into a group of men uh, and a group of women for her and basically sitting in a circle, an open forum about speaking and being the truth and being open with your emotions and uh, within your beliefs of being a Christian and um, basically going through that and opening up and seeing other guys open up about things that they've experienced in their lives, what's going on, why are they so messed up, uh, a lot of things were happening. So went through that program. After we went through that program at the church, we decided to continue it for the health of our marriage and our relationship and our family. And we went to a um, program called Marriage Skills, which is the same kind of concept, but basically you're, you're going through um, this this class or this skills program uh, facilitated by experts um, through the church uh, to enhance your, your marriage. Like, go through the pain and peace cycle, um, go through, learn how to uh, fight, right, with your wife and uh, not how to fight with your wife. And uh, basically, all these things that, that trouble um a relationship between husband and wife, learn how to navigate that and, and figure out there's a reason why that they're acting this way and basically to take responsibility for your own self first before, you know, getting ready to uh, get in a fight or whatever. And so that's kind of the, the form of, of our initial uh, launch, I guess, into seeking out uh, tools for our family, tools for us to be successful you know, in the beginning of our relationship. So through this process, um, we have evolved. Um, we wanted to, we wanted our, our family to stand for something. And on, actually, I think it was our marriage retreat we went on through our church that we went to dinner one night and we just decided, you know, what are some things that we can do to make this visual within our house? And how do we get all our kids on the same page? Because we have such a, a wide span you know, of the, the H range sure. there. Yeah. And and they come and go. They're not all there at the same time. So they're all on separate schedules. So we have the old ones, we call them the bigs, then we have the younger ones, we call them the littles and they're in and out. Sometimes they overlap and we take family vacations together. So um so this was one thing that we came up with. We want something that's visual on the wall, a symbol, um that's easy for the young ones to grab a hold of and, and something that's there for the old ones to uh, grab a hold of as well. So we figured a symbol was a great way to do that. So we basically sat down, did a mind map of what we wanted, what we stood for, and we, we put it on 
a whiteboard. We put it still on that whiteboard, it's hanging on the wall, and and we basically it's a it's a great conversation starter for our family dinners that we try to have every Sunday. So. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful, mate. Um, do you mind? You know, can you share some of those values that you do have on the on the board? Uh sure. Um, we have uh, honesty. We have faith. Uh, we have, um, uh, it's bad if I can't remember them off the top of my head, you put me on the spot. But, uh, <laughs> Sorry about have, that. <laughs> um, uh, what's it? Uh, I can't remember all of them off the top of that's, my head. I that's okay, mate. I'll put you, I'll put you on the spot there. That's a, that's, that's not a problem, <laughs> mate. <laughs> mate, yeah, I Great think, for you. I think it's, um, I think it's a really great thing to do. Like I, as I said, you don't see it very often. It used to actually be a much bigger thing to to have those values on the wall and have some sort of you know family symbol or a family kind of crest and that sort of thing. Um, I think it's a great idea, and I think it's a great idea to pass down to kids. You know, the podcast's all about sort of leaders leaders raising leaders, and you know, passing down little things like this. I think is really important. Um, you know, do you, do you see, like with the older kids, um, and of course, you know, everyone's talking about it around the dinner table, with the older kids, do you see it starting to transfer through to their life? Uh, yeah, I do. Um, you know, like I said, we started this from the, the onset of us getting married and right away out of the gate, <clears throat> as a, out of the gate, as a, as something we wanted to be in front of, um, and make sure that we, we had a chance, you know, to, it's a fresh start. We had a, we have a great chance. We had a chance in the beginning of the marriage to set the tone right from the beginning. And that's, that's one thing we really wanted to do was, is from the beginning, we, we didn't have any past history, past trauma, past drama, anything within our relationship or within our family relationship within this new family unit. So we wanted to come out and and make sure that we lived by uh, a code, so to speak, um, that would allow us to carry this and talk about it and, and, and basically have as a governing set of rules that everybody's aware of within the household. So, and James, I did, I do know uh, the values. So, I will I will share those with you right now. If you would yeah, sure. Go ahead, mate. Sorry to put you on the spot there before, but yeah, sure. Go ahead. Okay. So our family code um, is faith, grace, togetherness, um, respect, and honesty. Yeah, beautiful. Beautiful. Togetherness. That's a different one. You don't hear it very often, but that's a that's a great one just to build that family bond. You know, normally families kind of split and go all their separate ways. And um, and just recently, you know, I've interviewed a couple of other guys where their their families are growing stronger together, which is something that's kind of you know dear to my heart. Like I, I see, you know, success as family and staying together. You know, being proud of you know walking down the street hand in hand. Um, I think it's a I think that's a great one to have on the board. Mate, um, tell me, so how did you 
meet your wife and how did you meet your stepkids? That's always an interesting conversation. Okay. Um, I, I play on a managed basketball um, team and I manage it. One of the, one of my friends, he, uh, he wanted to join the team. So he had joined the team and at the time, um, I was getting ready to end a relationship with somebody I was seeing. Not really a relationship, but I was, you know, I was to the point to where I was dating again or trying to date, trying to figure it out. And yep. he, uh, he basically introduced me to my wife. He's, he's a mutual friend of both of ours. And he had told me, sent me a picture one day and, uh, said, are you interested in meeting my friend Roxanne? And I said, well, send me a picture and I'll let you know. So <laughs> he sent me a picture and, you know, she was, she caught my attention and, um, I said, sure, yeah, I'd want to meet her. And he did the same with her. And he, he basically told her out of all of my friends, Jeff is the only one that I would introduce you to. So she, she took that as a, as a good sign and said, yeah, I'll meet him. So it was basically, uh, through a mutual friend that we got connected. So. Yeah, nice, nice. And we, we just went out for sushi one night, Aaron calls that, and, you know, the rest is history. <laughs> As they say, yeah. And what about the kids? Did, <laughs> did you meet the kids early on, or was it a little bit later, or how did that come about? Um, no, she, she was very, um, she, she was very protective of, because they were young. Um, sure. She she didn't she didn't introduce me to them until several dates into our relationship until she had a good idea that this might go somewhere. Um, at that point, she introduced me uh, to to the kids, and it was interesting um, at first because this is this is the first time you know I experienced this. Um, knowing because I didn't meet him before we got serious, knowing that it was a serious relationship and just knowing that the direction that I saw this relationship going, knew I knew that potentially, you know, these these two that are meeting me for the first time could be potentially my kids moving forward, you know? And yeah. um that's a big that's a big like I think I was more nervous than they were, honestly. Sure. But, uh, once I was introduced, they were, you know, just had it handed off and they were happy and the young boy was, was excited to have another male figure in the mom's household where we could do some guy stuff and, and the little girl was happy because she likes to, you know, she had me pick her up and it was just, it was a great, it was a great experience for me. I think, like I said, I was more nervous than they were. Yeah, right. Yeah, nice. It sounds like they um they took to you pretty quickly then. Yeah, yeah. It was uh it was not hard. Yeah, nice. Yeah. And how about the like dynamics with um your kids? Was you know, was that was that an easy situation to kind of have them all come together or Um, it's it's more com- complex. Um uh, when, when my, my ex-wife and I separated, um, there was a little drama in there. And during that time, um, the three children really bonded together. They came, 
became so tight with each other um, that they had they just basically created this little circle within themselves and and they were going to stick together no matter what and um in in getting married to Roxanne and starting a new life you know having two new children in the family and incorporating them into the family it was a hard um, it was hard for them to wrap their minds around this whole new concept of family. So, sure. it, it was a harder, it was a harder sell on the older ones versus the younger ones. For sure. Sure. Yeah, that, um, that must be tricky. I, like, I'm not in that situation myself, um, but it, we've had plenty of conversations here on the podcast about that and some, sometimes it goes smoothly sometimes not so smoothly um, and it's yeah normally to you know, kind of ties in with the the other the other parent in the relationship tell me do you yeah. do your younger ones see their dad um, you know how's that dynamic play out or you know and you know is there a even split there or do you guys have the, the younger ones all the time or yeah, it's, uh, with the younger ones, it's a, it's a 50-50, you know, back and forth. Um, I know their dad and, um, you know, being that they're young children, I understand that they, they need to communicate with both parents and they're going to say what's on their mind and I'm, I'm very aware of his involvement. I think it's great that he has a relationship with them and, um, he's open to, uh, you know, my relationship with them. It's all basically, your mindset has to be geared around the best, what's in the best interest of the children. So, uh, and to have two happy households that the kids can go from one to the next, they just have additional support and, uh, it's, it's beneficial for them because they have a new set of, they have a new person in their life that can give them more perspective, more love, more attention. And we just found out a week ago that their real dad um, is actually getting remarried. And they're actually up in Washington meeting uh, his new, his fiance's meeting his family for the first time. And they just got back from Texas meeting her family. And they, they got engaged out there. So they're going to have a new mom as well in their life so but they're totally blown away ecstatic excited they can't they're just going nuts right now so that's a great great time for them yeah that's great to hear that um yeah they obviously all get along and you guys kind of obviously get along and it's a it's a nice way to be obviously these things can turn pretty ugly at times so um it's always nice when it's a, a good relationship um you know we're much in the yeah. same same situation um, we get along. We have fifty-fifty you know, week week on week off, and the boys are you know eight and ten, so they're still little. And um, yeah, it's good times, good fun times. Tell me, you seem you seem pretty happy as a dad. Tell me your thoughts on on being a dad. Um, my thoughts on being a dad uh, kind of stem from my experience with my dad. Um, a little bit. Obviously, that plays into my character and who I am today. Um, my dad was very hands-on. He's very, uh, uh, you know, all about 
you got to work for what you get and um, showing and teaching. And um, But one of the things that he lacked in was, in, in my opinion, was the ability to communicate at a level in which we would establish uh, more of a, I don't want to say a friendship, but yeah, a friendship, a, a friendship, a level of conversation to where um, it wasn't somebody talking to us, it was somebody talking with us. So I've, I've refocused um, my approach with my children is, is being open and having conversations with them and letting them come up with the answers to the questions versus me telling them the answers. I think from, from what I've seen, uh, the results stick and um, they get more out of it. And it's okay if, if they go through life and they mess up, you know. It's, uh, they're going to learn a lesson and hopefully not do it time and time again. But, you know, um, I think in society, a lot, I don't want to see everybody does it, but it seems like a lot of people hover, at least here in Southern California, what I'm experiencing, hover over their children and they they manage them and the children don't get to experience life situations. So, I mean, there's obviously parents who do, but, but there's parents who don't. And I believe in, sure. in, in actually helping guide them and, and, mentor them rather than telling them what they need to do so yeah yeah i think it's a, it's a key point you know you do see a lot of that you do see a lot of people trying to i mean to put it nicely it's manage but essentially it's control and yeah you know, control for the sake of stopping them looking bad um but you do you do need to let them go you need to let go of you know you need to guide them not not control or manage them, um, you know, and like you say, you know, putting the values on the wall, teaching them those values from their, you know, from when they're young, giving them guidance, you know, being able to talk to them as an equal, not as a disciplinarian kind of thing. Um, it goes a long way into build, building a, a solid character. So, you know, when they do face challenges out in the world, they can, they can deal with them for themselves. I think it's, um, you know, it's you know, it's admirable of you to be thinking that way instead of just being like, okay, I've got to you know get them acting like me, um, which is what a lot of people do. Yeah, it's you know, I'm I guess my my experience with my oldest um, had a lot to do with the framing of my mindset around that. Um, you know, as a young parent, you're just trying to. You know, you're trying to do everything right, and there's no textbook, there's no anything, and, and all the kids have their own personality, so what works for one might not work for another, and, you know, over time, you develop this, you know, this wisdom, this, uh, I guess, understanding of, of what works, and um, my oldest, he was, uh, he was challenging, to say the least, and yep. uh, he got into some trouble, <laughs> Um, but, you know, he always came out of it with, a with some sort of lesson and he, he was pretty, pretty good about recovering from that problem that he went through. And, 
you know, it was just a blessing to have him as the first. You know, he caused a lot of stress. He caused a lot of problems, but he also caused a lot of learning from within me of seeing what happens when, you know, he gets into trouble and he has to deal with the consequences and you don't save him and he reflects back on that and learns from that. So I, I started paying attention to that because he was frequently doing things that got him into situations. Um, not the same thing. There always seemed to be something new he got him into. And at each level, as he grew up, especially getting into high school and as he transitioned into college, there always seemed to be something new he was getting into and, and having to figure out a way to get out of it. And then we'd talk afterwards, and, you know, I would actually learn something from his experiences as well. So it was very enlightening to me. Yeah, that's interesting. It's, um, I mean, and all kids do that. You know, there are different levels of intensity around that, but all kids are constantly testing, you know, pushing the edge, pushing the edge. And, you know, you, like you say, you can't save them. You know, you, you know, just as the tagline of the podcast, leaders raising leaders, you know, you, leaders don't save people, they, they guide people. And, um, yeah, it sounds like you're doing a great job, Jeff. I mean, it's um, it's a it's a tough one, isn't it? We do. There's no real, there's no yeah. rule book for no rule book for parenting no. and being a step parent and all the rest of it. But um, yeah, it sounds like you're uh, you're definitely on the right track there. Tell me, for you, you know, as a dad, as a step parent, you know, dealing with little ones, dealing with older ones, what's the biggest thing you've had to kind of let go of? As a as a step dad, I as a parent, the biggest thing in, that I've had to let go of is the past, I would say. Right. And that's a big topic. So, but for me, a big, a big chunk, a big weight, the big thing that I needed to let go of was the past. And you think that so, was, you know, do you think you've let go of that now? Is that kind of, are you, have you I, moved on from that and how's that changed the way your parents? Um, well, like I said, I've been through a lot of uh, personal uh, programs to where I've had I've I dove into my own being as far as myself um, to try and make my myself a more stable, uh, positive role model for my kids and, and a better husband for my wife. Um, in the military, I experienced some traumas that have troubled me. Uh, I've been through some therapy um, to try and get out of that. Um, and through the therapy process, I've learned a lot about, you know, the reasons why I'm acting a certain way today. So there's past traumas, there's past situations, there's past emotions, there's past things that have happened in my life that are actually triggering or being triggered in today's world, but I don't, I don't consciously know what's going on. And, and there's a situation that might come up and there might be something that triggers it. And then all of a sudden I get this flood of emotions that are overwhelming me. And, it, and if you, if you've been around me, like anybody who knows me knows that I wear my emotions on my sleeve. So for me, being able to control those emotions, is being able to deal with my past emotions that cause negative emotions in the future and then also 
being aware of those so I don't um, let those interfere with my current uh, today. Sure. Mate, it sounds like you've been, like, not only, you know, obviously serving the kids well and that sort of thing, but you've obviously done a lot of work on yourself. Um, and obviously with the military background, you said, you know, you've, you've been through some things there and had to deal with that. But obviously, you know, when you got into this, this marriage, you're, you're, you know, you're off to kind of marriage guidance and, you know, seminars. To, you seem a, very aware of what's going on within you, whereas a lot of people aren't. Um, tell me, when did that start? Like, when did you have that awareness to go, oh, shit, you know, like, I've actually got to fix that bit instead of just pushing through? Have you been... Yeah. Yeah, is it something that you've done all your life, all your life, or from your early days, no. or or is it just no. recent? Uh, it's it's pretty recent. It's it's pretty amazing how uh, life presents itself to you when you need it to. So sure. yeah, um, the uh, the scenario I I feel I had a purpose when I when I met my current wife. I've met somebody who knocked my socks off. So. I wanted to do everything to be a better person at that. When I realized that this was the, the woman that I've been looking for my whole life, my best friend, my soulmate, whatever else you want to throw in the bucket, um, I realized that I wanted to be the best person that I, I can be. And I knew that I wasn't a perfect person, and I'm still not. Continuous improvement is something that I've always believed in. Um, and I knew I had some things I had to work on. I just didn't know what. So what my motivation initially was when I met my wife um, to really start diving into and fixing what was going on with me. Sure. Um, and that's when I started to go to work. And, and through the process of being around um, people that I really enjoyed and liked people like me and, and within uh, my wife's friends, now my friends, um, there's just all these opportunities and things that have come up. And, and uh, one of her good friends, her best friends, actually, her, the godparents, my stepkids, um, uh, you know, one of the guys, um, he's been a great influence in helping um, create basically framework for all this stuff that I've been learning you know, all these different pieces and stuff that I've been going through, all these classes, all this therapy, everything that I've been working on, all this knowledge that I've been picking up, I didn't have really any kind of framework to put it all together. And uh, this guy, he, he basically, he's the one who suggested uh, the men's skills and women's skills to see what they're for. And then he uh, introduced me to... Uh, wake up warrior and um that's kind of the that's really taken taken all this information for me and all these bits and pieces and this framework of everything that I was working on it's very similar to what warrior is all about it's just it doesn't have the ability to put it all together in this framework to simplify it and make sense to me so uh, since I've been in wake of war, it's really helped me become clear about everything that I've worked on in the past and how to start moving in a very fast, productive manner. And and 
and what it means to actually have uh, a happy home, right? There's more to it than just having everybody be happy and like to be there. Yeah. Uh, and how to interact with them and on a consistent basis and how to learn to lead them in a way that they will carry on hopefully, you know, as they grow older. So it's kind of, it's kind of amazing how it all unfolded for me, but you know, I'm, I'm thankful, you know, before I met my wife, I prayed, I'm a faithful man, I'm a Christian and, you know, I just, there's a message in church, uh, that we received, uh, this, from a guest speaker from Washington that came down this weekend, it was basically talking about faith. And um, it, it just kind of hit me this weekend that, you know, all the things that I've been through in my life that led up to the point where I, I remember the day I was down one day and my one of my cousins, I, I know I'm going all over the place, but it's kind of... No, that's okay. Together. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so... So I remember one day I was really down on myself and down in the dumps and, you know, I'd been praying and all this stuff and none of these relationships. I didn't know how to date. I'm, you know, you're trying to online things, flip, click and all that stuff. It wasn't working for me. I didn't get it. And so I, I wanted, I decided I need to get back into myself and my faith. So I, I reached out to my cousin who was a shepherd. He actually, we, Lived and grew up, you know, worked in, uh, Tibet over in, um, uh, the, the Far East, um, just discipling and spreading the word of Christian, Christianity and helping, uh, translate, translate the message and translate the Bible over into the Muslim language. There's so many dialects there, but he was specialized in five. Right. So setting that up, I reached out to him and I said, hey, hey, God, can you, you know, I need I need some some of your time. I need somebody to talk to who's really in touch with with God in our faith. So he came and he called me on the phone. I remember sitting in my car for he had me on the phone for two and a half hours, and he basically helped me re- get reconnected with God. And and um, and basically from from that day forward, just having faith and just doing the things that I knew were the right things to do. And um, it just started to unfold for me from then up to today in this way. So it's just kind of a, it's kind of amazing to look back on, on the different steps and, and you just, it's just kind of overwhelming to me. Yeah. To see how, how you, you can be down one day and then, you fast forward to today and you can see all the things that have led up to today and it's just kind of made it so it it is i i know that feeling for myself and um you you see other people go through it as well and um it's pretty incredible like you say how the universe lines up for you um yeah yeah it's it, it is a it is a great thing, and it's interesting because um, in talking to you, Jeff, like I just feel like you, like I just feel like you have it all together. Like just the the way you the way you present yourself, you know, your background, you know, your parents and everything. Um, but of course, everyone everyone goes to, through stuff 
to some extent, mm-hmm. and it affects us all differently. Um, and it's, you know, I kind of I take my hat off to you for digging into that because a lot of people don't want to dig into that, and they they'd rather drink themselves into sedation and just yeah. pass pass it on by. So, mate, hats, yeah. hats off to you for doing the doing the work there because it's it's not easy it's not uh, and it's not fun yeah i agree it's it's real easy to slip on that slippery slope you know and and or taking the wrong fork in the road um like i said i i'm just blessed i don't want to say i'm blessed because i have an older brother that has not taken the right road but my older brother he he took you know he's still trying to figure it out and he's He's two years older than I am, so um, yeah. and he's had a lot of struggles. Which, I'm not saying that had he not gone through that, that I would not have chosen the path that I've gone on. But definitely, it's a big like, yeah, definitely no, I'm not going down there. <laughs> sure, it, I mean, it, yeah, and that's the thing. Like everyone has their own path as well. You know, you can't. You know, all you can do, all you can do is is lead. Um, and just you know, be as good as you can be, and hope that some of that rubs off along the way to the people that need it. Which is, you know, I think yeah. As I said, hats off to you, mate, for for diving in. Mate, I'll I'll wrap this up um, shortly, but I just wanted to give you the opportunity. You know, is there anything that you wanted to you know say to the other stepdads? And I know we haven't really talked too much about the stepkids and that sort of thing. This time around, maybe we can have you on another time. I'd love to do that. But, you know, I think it's been a great conversation and really important just you know, going down that path of, you know, kind of discovering yourself and having that awareness and getting things fixed that you think need fixed. I think it's a, a great thing. Um, is there anything you'd like to share with anyone else listening out there that um, you think might might come in handy, might, you know, just a tip or a something you've learned over the years or something you just want to share? Yeah, I guess um, the one thing that I would want to share would be to, um, I guess, don't don't over-try and just make sure that with with the stepkids, I mean, they're all different, but, I mean, I guess connecting with them is a big, find your way to connect with them individually. my way of connecting with Keola is is different than connecting with Emilani. Um, I Keola and I found that we both have a passion for surfing, and when you know he's with us, we're going to spend at least one one day out of the time he's with us. We pick up a morning, just being in, get in the car, head down to the beach, and spend a few hours in the ocean, and it, it's you know our way of bonding together and, and with Emilani, um, we we just do our little thing together. We found a way to connect. She's in ballet, so I take interest in that and I ask her questions about herself and, and it leads to um interaction that, that we do and just we have together. So I just find a way to connect on their level for them specifically to to create that bond between you and them that's going to grow, um, give you that platform to grow your relationship together, I guess. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Um, I'm a big surfer too, so I'm listening intently to that conversation and 
Um, I'm trying to get my little guys into into surfing a bit. They're they're not that keen at the moment. It's winter here, so the water's quite cold. But um, but uh, I'm, I'm definitely definitely trying. But um, no, that's great, mate. And it's a, such a good point to make. Like just you know yeah. f- find your thing and you know to create that deeper connection rather than the surface level stuff. So. Mate, really appreciate it. Really appreciate you coming on today. Um, thanks again for, oh, thanks for, for your time. Me. It, 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 yeah, it was a great experience. Yeah, that's awesome, mate. Um, and as I said, you know, maybe we can get you back on again sometime and um, talk, go into the conversation with the kids a lot more deeply. But, yeah, great conversation today, and I'm sure guys out there listening uh, have got a lot from it. Thank you. Would you like to learn more about how stepdads across the globe are joining forces in raising the next generation of leaders? Then head to www.stepdadsuccess.com and grab all the show notes plus a copy of the brand new tactical guide for creating more happiness, health, wealth and wisdom as a stepdad. And if you liked the podcast, please share it with other stepdads you know and leave us a review on iTunes. Again, that's www.stepdadsuccess.com for all the show notes and tactical guide. Come and join the new breed of stepdads, the growing group of leaders raising leaders.